ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Monday, August 21st. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Excited to be here with you. We are a couple of weeks away from the start of Marshall football season, but it's zero week. It's zero week. That means we will hear from Coach Huff as camp concluded on Saturday. I had a chance to catch up with the coach, so we'll hear from him in a few minutes. Also, we'll get your text in this hour, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. That is the number to be a part of today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And, of course, high school football season got underway in Ohio and in Kentucky. I'm excited for all of this because, to be quite honest with you, we've got a lot to get into, and we're going to hear here briefly from the voice of the Ashland Tomcats, Dickie Martin. He's going to check in with a recap of what happened. By the way, if you haven't discovered it yet, we have a new partnership on our sister station. It's Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. Now, we had a huge amount of listenership on Friday night for the Tomcats win over the Raceland Rams, and a lot of people tuned in to the stream. We had a lot of people tuning in, listening to Dickie. It was a great way to start off our partnership. And if you haven't heard just yet, if you're an Ashland Tomcats fan and you were trying to find them on the radio on Friday night, we've got you covered now because we're your new home here, Kendrick Communications and Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. So we've got you covered, new home for all of the Tomcat games. We're going to be doing some basketball as well. So I'm excited about that. And if you want to listen to the games on Friday night, now Saturday is going to be a little bit different situation because – the Tomcats are going to be in action on week one of college football on Saturday. And, of course, we'll have that game for you. It's going to be, again, on Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340 as the Tomcats will take on West Jessamine. So that's coming up on Saturday. And if you want to go back and listen to the game, you didn't get a chance to listen to the game between the Tomcats and Raceland, you can go to our website now. It's catsports933.com. That's catsports933.com. You can listen to the game on our podcast. It's posted right there, and we'll be doing that all season long. So we got a lot to get into today. I'm excited to do it with you. We will get your text in. We're going to hear from Coach Huff a little bit later on as well. But let's start getting those texts lined up now. That's 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. So we'll start setting those up now when we continue. we got a lot of things to get into from camp. Of course, camp wrapping up. It's time now for actual preparation for the games. That's what's coming up next in the calendar for the Thundering Herd. We're on the calendar for the Thundering Herd. So we'll get into that. We'll hear from Dickie Martin, a little bit of a recap of what happened. Exciting game. I don't know if you listened to it. If you did, it was an exciting game all the way from start to finish. Dickie will recap that for us as we get closer to start of football season in West Virginia in the high school ranks. Number one, Huntington High taking on Spring Valley. That's coming up. We've got it for you Friday night right here on ESPN. 
and AM 930. But we'll get all of that started when we continue. But let's start getting those texts in now. 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. On this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We continue on with this Monday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Baseball action last night. Detroit beat the Guardians 4-1. Toronto pasted the Reds 10-3 and the Pirates Lost a close one, 2 nothing to the Twins. We have got Pirates baseball tonight, 640 airtime, taking on the Cardinals right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. As I mentioned earlier, high school football across the Tri-State, kicking things off in Kentucky and in Ohio. And the Ashland Tomcats get the victory over Raceland, 28-21. It was great because we had for our first broadcast, an exciting game with Dickie Martin. It was good to have Tomcats football back on 1340 AM, of course, collectively known as Cat Sports 93.3 and 13.40. So had a chance to talk to Dickie on Saturday. Everything went well. It's an exciting game to go back and listen to, and you can do that on our website. It's catsports93.com. CatSports933.com. Let me give it to you correctly. One more time. CatSports933.com. Dickie Martin recapping the victory over the Raceland Rams. The Ashland Tomcats opened up their 2023 football season with a big win Friday night at Putnam Stadium, beating Raceland 28-21. For the first time in a couple of years, the Tomcats won their opener. Raceland had beaten the Tomcats the last couple of years. The Tomcats were first to get on the board about midway through the first quarter when Cam Davis took a 27-yard touchdown pass from Jason LeBryant Strader. Sexton with the extra point, and the Tomcats made it 7-0, but the Rams came right back as they marched 43 yards on a short field in 10 plays. Noah Wallace went in from one yard out. Stanley booted the extra point. were tied at 7, but it didn't take but 14 seconds uh, for the Tomcats to regain the lead as Braxton Jennings returned the ensuing kickoff 81 yards for the score. And with the Keener extra point, the Tomcats had the lead back at 14-7. Raceland was not to be outdone as they came right back and marched at 61 yards in six plays with two and a half minutes to go in the half. Logan Lundy went in from 17 yards out. The kick was short, and the Tomcats held on to a one-point lead at 14-13. The Tomcats then hit the bomb with just over a minute to go in the half when Brandon Houston took a 55-yard touchdown pass from LeBryant Strader. Sexton's extra point made it 21-13 Ashland at the half. The Rams came out and recovered the onside kick early in the third quarter, couldn't do anything with it, but then later scored just over midway through the third, and Noah Wallace got his second touchdown of the night, a two-yard run. Set up by a 14-play, 49-yard drive, Lundy hit Fannin with the extra two-point extra pass, and it was all tied at 21. But the Tomcats won the football game early in the fourth quarter when LeBron Strader got his first touchdown rushing of the year, a one-yard run, capping off a 65-yard, 15-play drive. Sexton made it 28-21. The Tomcats held on for the victory. The Tomcats had two big 
fourth down and goal line stands, one early in the fourth quarter and one coming late in the uh, fourth quarter as the Tomcats uh, won it 28-21 at uh, Putnam Stadium. The Tomcats, uh, LeBryant Strader threw 9 of 12 through the air for 132 yards and rushed for over 130 yards, while Raceland's Logan Lundy hit 14 of 21 through the air for 176 yards. Ashland wins at 28-21. They're back in action Saturday night against the Colts from West Jessamine at Putnam Stadium. Kickoff is at 7.30. West Jessamine will come in 1-0 after their 34-27 win over Danville. A pair of unbeatens on Saturday night at Putnam Stadium at 7.30 here on Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. All right. Thanks, Dickie. We'll hear from Dickie all season long. I'm excited for this. It's going to be a great run hopefully this year and for many years to come and again on our sister station cat sports 93 3 and thirteen forty. tell all your friends about it it was great to watch that game visually uh, all the people that were listening to it on the stream we got people from different countries tuning in to hear the tomcat so that was pretty neat to follow on friday night as i was listening to the game We've got, of course, Marshall football coming up in the next couple of weeks, getting set for UAlbany. we got to learn more about UAlbany over these next couple of weeks. And, yes, if you're going to refer to the school the proper way, and I'll learn more about this, is UAlbany, not Albany. It's UAlbany. Refer to them as you will, but now you've been informed. UAlbany is the proper reference, and that's how I will refer to them. As I am a member of the media, and I'm actually going to get their play-by-play guy come on sometime next week, so I'm working that out right now. I'm looking forward to talking football, finally, about a game. Actually, just talking about a game, not Transfer Portal or any of that other stuff that we have to talk about. You know, it's fun to talk about, but I just want to talk about the game and getting ready for the game, and I'm excited to do that. And you Albany was picked 11th in the Coastal Athletic Conference. The, um, the league has 15 football schools 11th out of 15th we'll find out if that's legit you know how marshall was picked fourth in the east division i mean hotly contested battle i'm sure between those top teams in that division but do you think marshall's really fourth could marshall be first yes could marshall be dead last yes could marshall be right there in the middle yes it's how tough it is so we'll kind of get a feel for you know what this what this you albany team is all about they will play this week. So we've got a chance to actually preview the game, keep an eye on it. They're taking on Fordham. They played Fordham last year, and it was a 48-45 Fordham victory. So they've got that game before Marshall. So at least they've got an opportunity to tune up a little bit before playing the Thundering Herd, and then this will be Marshall's opportunity to... Well, the advantage here is Albany, or you Albany will have played a game. Marshall will be able to look at that game, and I'm sure they're not going to see everything. Game one, you're not going to see everything, but you're going to have an idea. At the same time, Marshall hasn't played a game yet. You can scrimmage all you want, but you haven't played a game yet. So what's more valuable? Have a game before you go into a big game like this for you, Albany, going into this game against Marshall, or for Marshall not knowing much about an opponent like you, Albany, to actually see them Game one, week one, where they're not hiding. They can't hide anymore. They've got to play a real opponent. You know, which one is a little bit more advantageous? Would you like to have a game before you go into a game like this? I mean, in Marshall's case, this is the game to get ready for the rest of the games. This is I don't want to call it a tune-up game, but 
let's be fair. This isn't, on paper, the toughest opponent for the Thundering Herd. However, they'll get an opponent they'll have a little bit better understanding about. And, of course, you Albany's coming in here, and they're going to play this game. And then they've got to go out the following game and play at Hawaii. So Fordham, then Marshall, then Hawaii. That's an interesting schedule, to say the least. Text lines open 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. So as I mentioned, camp wrapped up on Saturday. Thundering Herd's now moving into the next phase. The next phase. And we'll get into that here in a minute. Coach likes to call that execution season. But one thing that we did learn on Saturday, and since the team has made the trip up to the cemetery to visit the memorial, the marker, the gravesite of those that are located at that monument, that that gravesite, that memorial for the plane crash victims. So the team's been up there. And something that Coach told us that was going to happen up there was Rad and Sharon Dawson were going to be made honorary captains. And Coach talked a little bit more about that. I'm going to tell you right now, after listening to Coach talk, I'm calling Red's wife. I'm going to see if she can come on the show and prep me for all the games. We are going to make Coach Red Dawson and his wife, um, Sharon, um, honorary um, captains of this year's team. They made every practice this fall camp, night or day. They were there the whole time. Um, Miss Dawson did a phenomenal job. She knows every kid's name. She had a roster. She was helping uh, Coach Red identify each kid. Uh, we went to um, church last Sunday um, at Rev Harvey's church, and as they were coming in, she was calling each kid by their name and their number. Um, that meant a lot to our kids, um, and, and I know um, that both of them have a really um, storied history here, um, but what they did for us, I don't know if they did it for us, but what they did this this fall camp by showing up every day, the first day they showed up, it was one or two guys over at the wall talking to them before practice. And as camp went on, I mean, it was, you know, ended up half the team was going by and saying something before practice. So that just shows what uh, type of community this is. That just shows why um, Huntington and Marshall are special. Um, so they're going to be our honorary captains. So honorary captains they are for, I think, a real sense of morale boosting. Red Dawson is just one of those figures in martial sports history that's larger than life because he wasn't trying to be larger than life. He was just trying to continue and trying to carry on. And so we make him larger than life because he is. He's, he's, he's a significant individual in the timeline and the history of martial athletics. So, I mean, that was really cool that Coach would do that. And, of course, Red's wife, Sharon, as well. She probably knows the roster better than most of us in the media. We've got some competition now. She's probably going to have to come on the show and do it one day, kind of give me the scout on the team. So it's execution season. What did we learn about execution season? Coach Huff explains what that means. The end of camp today, the start of what we call execution season, um, because all it's about in the fall is, is executing. You know, fall camp is about improving. Fall camp is about development. Fall camp is about moving the pieces to figure out who can do what. Um, today ends fall camp. Tomorrow we remember why we play. Um, that's why we're going to go up to the cemetery. we got 40 new players. Um, so we're going to go up there, and um, Coach Mark Gale is going to come and kind of give a history 
um, lesson for the new guys. Um, and then Monday we start school. So that starts execution season. And the only thing that matters in execution season is we did or we didn't. How great we play, how hard we play, how well we prepare, all those things. But we got to execute. Execution season. One thing that Coach was asked about and we found out more about. Camp's over now. So there's got to be a sense of accomplishment. Coach, in all of these sessions when we talked to him, always had good things to say about how the team was preparing, how the team was playing scrimmages, how the team was coming about its business. You get where I'm going? Coach had a lot of things to say. So it was asked about the team's sense of accomplishment. Here's what we learned according to Coach Hoff. Well, I think I think they've felt the consistency in camp and they felt, you know, the back and forth, the competitiveness. Um, a lot of these guys have been around here a while and they've been the, you know, a couple years. We've been here a couple years and there were some days that, you know, I was doing more yelling and trying to get guys to go in camp than than there was actually playmaking. Um, and this year we didn't have that. You know, I was doing a lot more coaching. Um, I only threw my hat once. I mean, that was actually like Owen Porter asked me if I even still knew how to do it. But, you know, you get to that point where you got enough team maturity to where you, you don't have to treat them like three-year-olds. You know, they can be treated like four-year-olds. You know, there's a, there's a step. Um, but I think they just feel the, 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 the positive energy. I think they feel like they're improving. I think they're trusting the process. Um, you know, and I, 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 don't, I don't think they feel like, oh, we've arrived and, you know, it's going to be easy going downhill. But I think we've kept a very – day-by-day, step-by-step focus, and I think they can feel that. And I think when you keep it day-by-day and not look at the season or not look at the goal, then you're not really counting the days and saying, man, we got another seven days. Man, we got another six days. You're saying, hey, we got an opportunity to go out here and get better today. And, you know, you come to the meeting, you figure out how to get better. You come back tomorrow, you want to get better. Rather than kind of counting down days in camp, I think they took that approach. That's Coach Huff, the way that the team approached camp, wanting to get better. And one question that I had was about how this is better now. He mentioned it. He was yelling at guys. I mean, hey, do this, go here, do that. Now, not yelling as much, no, not slinging the hat around, anything like that. It's it's because there's a way to do things, and the players that have been here understand it, and the players that are coming in get to learn it, in part due to the culture that this team has built and the way that these players, the veterans, carry themselves and expect the younger guys to come in and they show them, here's how you handle your business. This is what we do. You've heard that before. And that's not going to happen if you don't have a buy-in. But Coach expanded on that. It's not just we've changed the culture. The culture now to make this work has to be substantial, and it also has to be subs- easy for me to say. It has to be sustainable. Yeah, I, I think it helps. You know, I think one of the the, the, the positives to the entire organization, um, you can build a culture and it not sustain. You know, and I think what we've done collectively, coaches, administration, players, everybody, I think we've built a sustainable culture, um, which means you're going to be able to have some type of level of sustained success. Um, you know, obviously, what does that look like? Each year is going to vary. 
Um, but once you get a sustainable culture, now you can build on that and you can start recruiting the type of players you're looking for. You can start um, playing the level of ball consistency-wise. The players start to have a different standard of what they expect from themselves and the teammates. And that's when you really start to take leaps and bounds. Now, what are those leaps and bounds? We'll, we'll get a chance to see this year. And we will find out what those leaps and bounds look like. We're listening to Coach Shuff. Chance to catch up with him on Saturday media availability after the conclusion of camp. As Coach mentioned, it is now execution season. You got to do it. Did you do it? Yes or no? That's execution season as the squad is now getting ready for actually playing its first game coming up in a couple of short weeks. We'll have that for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 as the herd will take on you, Albany. One other thing in this session that we're going to get into, Coach talked about, now the thing here is every team is going through this right now. Every team going through camp. Hey, camp was great. Players look good. There's not a single coach that's going to come out I hope I'm not tested on this. There's not going to be a single coach that's going to come out and say, look, we were just horrible in camp. We are terrible. We're not going to win too many games. There's going to be a time where you're going to see the winners and losers separate, and it might not be by much. But right now, everybody's talking about the season, optimism, doing the right things, hopefully building the right culture. Everybody is starting the same, and Coach told us that he told the team that winners and losers start the same, and he explains why. There's a lot of other good teams out there. We told them in the meeting last night, you know, winners and losers start the same. Every team in the country is saying right now we're excited. We feel like we had a good camp. Nobody's coming in the press conference saying, man, we, we don't look good this year. You know, everybody's excited. Everybody thinks they've improved. Everybody's excited about a certain position or a certain side of the ball. Um, so what we've got to do is we've got to stay focused on the process, just getting better each day and not, well, you know, we got this team coming up or that team coming up. Let's just get better each day. All right. Now we're at the end of improvement stage. Now we got to go out and execute. And that's the only thing that matters. It doesn't matter how many times you caught the ball in practice. You got to catch it on Saturday afternoon now. And that's what we've got to transition to because hopefully we've built the habits of catching the ball really well out here, making good plays on the ball, running to the ball, all of those things. But now you, you guys don't want to hear me stand up here after a game and say, well, Kent was really, really good. You know, we were really, really excited. And, you know, that's that's what it's going to come down to. I think our guys understand that. And moving into this next phase, we've got to make sure we really um, show them what that looks like. That's Coach Huff. We're going to hear more from him as camp concluded on Saturday. And then, of course, the Thundering Herd did the reverse raffle event. That night, Sunday, went up to the cemetery to kind of explain to the newcomers what Marshall football is about and why this portion of Marshall football history is significant. And, of course, naming Red and Sharon Dawson honorary captains. So we got into all of that. But the one thing that we haven't really talked enough about, and we're going to this week and we'll start when we continue, is... I'm going to ask the same question that Coach asked Cam Fancher. Where's Cam Fancher at? We're going to talk about that when we continue on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 
Our text line is open 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Welcome back to The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We are almost upon the start of college football season. The zero week. I mean, look, college football starts, honestly, not this upcoming Saturday. Historically, it's the following week. Not now. It's zero week. So we can talk about zero week games. Marshall's opponent, Albany, has a game taking on Fordham, but there's going to be some major college football being played, and we're all here for it. Coming up this Saturday, Navy is taking on Notre Dame. That should be a fun one to kick the season off. Uh, USC will take on San Jose State. That's going to be pretty cool to watch. And then we've got a Thursday game on the 31st. Florida taking on Utah. And then Saturday, September 2nd, is when it all really gets underway. So there are some big games in the top 25 kicking things off. There are a lot of other games as well. Basically, if you're Conference USA, just go ahead and get ready for your season. It begins on Saturday. I mean, UTEP is facing off against Jacksonville State. So, huge Conference USA battle there. FIU taking on Louisiana Tech again. A huge Conference USA battle. UMass is going to face off against New Mexico State. And I think that's it as far as Conference USA on, on Saturday. I think that's uh, five games or five teams playing on Saturday for Conference USA. Our game, of course, we're concerned about is Marshall getting set for Albany, and that's coming up next Saturday, not this upcoming Saturday, but the following Saturday. So I'm excited. I'm sure you are. And the one question that we have been asking, at least amongst ourselves, is about what the quarterback situation is going to be. Where's Cam Fancher at? Where is he at? Is he is he better? Has he learned more? Is he going to be the guy? Can he lead the thundering herd? Whatever variation of the question has been asked in your mind, I'm sure Coach Huff has heard it as well. And so when we were talking to Coach Saturday after the conclusion of camp, he told us he he has a lot of confidence in Cam. Cam's his quarterback right now. And he would even ask Cam as far as during camp and just talking to him, Hey, where's Cam at right now? Where are you at right now? So he explains a little bit more about that. I asked him sometimes, I was like, where is Cam? You know, just his presence, his confidence, um, his communication, his leadership. Um, he's making more and more and more consistent plays. Um, the plays he doesn't make or the mistakes he makes, he's got a reason. Um, the players, you know, you can tell when a guy has started to gain the respect by his playing ability, by what the players do. Like when Rasheen Ali runs the ball, the O-line just blocks a little bit better in games. That's just what we've seen. Um, When Cam is really, he's starting to groove, the receivers are, I mean, they're laying out, you know, they're diving, they're fighting for balls. You know what I mean? They're working their technique. You know what I mean? They're toe tapping on the sideline. I mean, the DBs are trying even harder to guard them, and they're getting off. You know, guys get tugged, and usually it's, oh, he tugged me. Where's my flag? They're getting off the tug and strong hand catching. His confidence and his play has kind of given the offense a little bit more um, belief in, okay, if he's going to play well, I'm going to play well. And what we've seen when we start to get the ones in there, there's a lot more confidence. And, and that's something that 
I'll be honest, we probably didn't have a ton of, you know, last year. Not a lot of confidence last year. So where's the confidence now? Coach explained that. Not necessarily they weren't a confident group, but it's a lot better now. I think if you compare it from where it was to where it is now, there's a lot more of a swagger. Maybe that's the right word, a little bit more of a swagger about this team. He explains a little bit more about that confidence. Um, not that our guys were not confident, but it was just kind of flatline. Um, now it, it's 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 a little more, you know I mean? Yeah, we're going to go out here and score. Yeah, we're going to go out here and get a first down. Yeah, you know, we're good. You know, the communication between the O-line and the quarterbacks and the tight ends and the wide receivers, everybody is a lot more confident in what they're saying. It used to be the O-line talk to the O-line, out, 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 you know, here, here, here. Receivers talk to the you know quarterback. Running backs kind of you know, now everybody's talking. You know, receivers are talking to the running back. Hey, watch the blitz. You know, and those are things that you start to see when people start to truly understand the system, and truly start to believe that this works. Like this is going to work. This play, whether it's a dive up the middle, two yards in a cloud of dust, everybody believes that this play is going to work. Um, and I think Cam has really lit that fire, you know, by his play, by his leadership and his growth. The players could see it. You know, they were here with him when he was quiet. You know, and they, they, they see the new Cam. So the new Cam, he's not as quiet. And that's important because that's something we got into with Coach as far as having a quarterback that's confident, knows his system. Coach flat out said it. The quarterback has a lot to do with the success of the team. And that's an important part of this team because without good quarterback play, you can have one of the best defenses in the country, which Marshall had a really good defense last year. You can have that if you can't produce in the end zone, you can't score, you can't go out there and put more points up on the board than the other guy. It doesn't matter what kind of defense you have. You're not going to win too many ball games, And so you're going to need – and it starts with the quarterback – cliche as it may sound the offense starts with the quarterback and coach expanded on that with the quarterback having a lot to do with the success of the team quarterback has a lot to do with the success of a football team and when you you know last year we didn't have a veteran quarterback when I say veteran quarterback meaning a guy who started here guys knew guys knew him outside of football you know we brought Henry in last year in the summer he didn't really get a chance. I mean, he had, you know, the summer, but he didn't have three or four years. We lost a quarterback that had that kind of timeline. Um, the quarterback is something that you build years after years. Byron Leftwich was here today. He talked to the team. You know, Byron was talking to me about, you know, when they went up to Bowling Green and him watching Chad in warmups. You know, he knew he wasn't going to play, but he was watching Chad, and he would watch Chad in the meetings. Cam didn't get that. We didn't have anybody for Cam to watch because when Henry got here, it was like, boom, here we go. Um, and I think that probably not slowed down this progress, but how, what do I do, coach? I don't have it. You know, show me what to do. Okay, well, if a coach is showing a player what to do or he's coming into his own, it takes a little longer. And I think right now he's gotten to that role where he's kind of the lead guy. He's kind of the guy that's showing people how to watch film. He's showing people how to practice. And I think the players are starting to see it. That's a good sign. You want your quarterback to be the guy. What was Marshall University known for for several years? Quarterbacks. And you had two of them that are the best you possibly could produce at college. Byron Lefwich and Chad Pennington mentioned those were two of the best. And Pennington did a lot of amazing things at Marshall. Lefwich did a lot of amazing things at Marshall. And, of course, you remember Lefwich get carried down the field. That's going to stay with a lot of people forever. I mean, these are iconic figures. The 
Here we go. Mount Rushmore of Marshall football. Chad Pennington, Byron Lefwich, Randy Moss. I'll let you debate the fourth one. But that means the quarterback's developing. And Coach expanded more on that. He was he was sort of compared to as far as that presence concerned. And I don't know if it's the best comparison. Coach explained maybe why it's a little different. It's because Owen Porter's just a little different than Cam. Cam Fancher is definitely developing that presence, but he doesn't have maybe the the accessories that go along with that presence. Maybe he needs a hat. He doesn't wear a cowboy hat, but that same type of presence, yes. And, and, and that's that's what we've kind of missed, you know, the last couple of years. Um, Henry was kind of new, and he was learning everything and did an awesome job for us, but he didn't have the connections and the relationships because he was only here for two months before we played. You know what I mean? But Cam has been here. This is going on his third year, you know, so he knows these guys. He knows these guys on Friday night. These guys have seen him. You know, he know they know what he does at night. They know if he's watching film or not. They know if he's – you know, really what he says he is, you know, leadership is something you got to, you, you live it all the time. Um, and I think that presence that Owen and Eli have on defense, Cam has that now on offense, which that's what you, you need. You think of any great quarterback, he has a presence, you know, and, and that's what, especially, you know, here in the history here, they've had a presence. Um, like I said, I was with Byron today and we were sitting around him and Girardi just kind of talking. The guy's got a presence. I was ready to play for him. I was like, I got two more snaps in me. We better slide left because I can't go right on this knee. But, um, but it's just it's just a presence that you feel when you walk in the room. The way they conduct themselves, and it's not a boisterous, loud yelling. It's just a presence. It's a you know calm confidence, and I think um, I think Cam's walking in that right now. Coach Shelf comments from Saturday. You feel better about Cam? You feel better about Cam? Text lines three zero four three nine six talk three zero four three nine six eight two five five. Where do we where do we go? Where do we where do we think? What are we thinking here? Texter writes in, either Cam Fancher has really improved or the backups really stink. I, I hope that's partially true. I hope that the the backups aren't terrible, and I haven't been able to really make a proper assessment. You know, we're not allowed to go to practice and, and watch and report on that. But I would say Cam has improved. I think that first part, I would say Cam has improved. He's the guy. He's got to be the guy. He's your quarterback. He's got to be the guy. So hopefully he has improved. We're going to hear more from him this week. We'll get your text in, and we'll take them all. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Do you feel a little bit more comfortable after hearing Coach talk about Cam? Do you feel confident in the quarterback for the Thundering Herd? you want to hear more? Do you want to see more? Text line's yours. Again, 304-396-TALK, 304 396 8255. More coming up on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're wrapping up today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930, but we've got time for you. That's right. Text line is open. It's 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. And you can always be a part of the conversation on Twitter. Just hit me up. X Twitter again. Are we going, is this show, are we as an audience, are we just going to refuse to call it X or are we going to have to just give in? X Twitter, whatever you want to call it. The place to be, at Paul Swan, you can find me there. So 
Looking forward to hearing from you. And, of course, we've got football season beginning shortly for the Thundering Herd, even quicker for a lot of other teams or several matchups beginning on Saturday. So we have got week zero. We've got football action, some good matchups in the top 25. And then it gets underway for real for the Thundering Herd on September 2nd. And we'll have that game for you here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So the Thundering Herd women's soccer team got a victory Sunday afternoon. If you didn't get a chance to go, it was on ESPN Plus, so you can go back and watch it. I checked out a lot of it, and the Herd looked good. I think there's some things that they still need to work on. I think they they played a really strong match. And so the Thundering Herd now 2-0, first time that the women have been 2-0 since 2011. So congratulations to the Thundering Herd for getting off to a good, fast start. They got the Bobcats coming up soon, so I hope you're getting ready for that one. Uh, But they got to travel to Indiana State on Thursday to take on the Sycamores. So that's the next matchup. Hopefully the Herd can get it done on the road. That was good. That was a good win for them. They needed to start 2-0. This team has a lot of potential. Hopefully they can realize it, but I'm happy for Michael Swan and his squad. I think that's going to do it for this edition. I think we have got it all in, but don't forget, we'll be back with you tomorrow here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930, building out the show this week and next. Uh, We're going to hear from... Billy Seals, I believe on Thursday, the head coach of the reigning and defending class AAA champions in high school football, the Huntington Highlanders. So he should be with us on Thursday, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, We'll hear from Cam Fancher tomorrow. We'll get his thoughts on the upcoming season. And, of course, we will hear from you as our text line will always be open. And... You can follow me on Twitter at Paul Swan. That's going to do it for this edition of The Drive here at ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Until then, have a great night, everyone. Pittsburgh Pirates Baseball, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Introducing In Your Business, a podcast highlighting thriving Huntington area businesses. Presented by Moses Auto Mall. Online at MosesMeansMore.com. In Your Business tells the story of Huntington's successes and where you can gain invaluable insights and advice from seasoned entrepreneurs. Produced by Kindred Communications and the Huntington Regional Chamber of Commerce, find it on kindredcom.net, huntingtonchamber.org, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.